What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Chillin' with Dylan Podcast. You're chilling with your host, Dylan, today, and I just got done taking a nice walk through the woods, and I actually jumped into Lake Michigan, and it was fucking freezing, dude. It's literally like 38 degrees, but... It felt good. It felt very refreshing, and I don't know. I really like the the cold water exposure stuff because it's it really is a more of a mind thing than a body thing. Uh, I find that you know jumping into something so uncomfortable like that, you know, you kind of have to learn how to work with the the thing that's stressing you out rather than resisting it and you kind of have to you know keep yourself calm and keep yourself focused and I don't know I love it I I take cold showers all the time uh and it's the same thing when I turn it on all the way cold I know it's gonna suck I know it's gonna be uncomfortable but when I when I finish and when I, I, you know, when I make it through, I realize that, well, I did this, I controlled my, myself and kept myself calm and composed in this stressful situation. Okay, now what other stressful situations could I apply this to? Um, probably, I probably look crazy because I was the only person on the beach that went in the water, but I don't care. Uh, it was fun. But anyway, uh, this week has been kind of crazy, kind of weird. Uh, it kind of dragged on quite a bit, and it definitely, I don't know, I feel like I learned a lot this week, and, you know, some sucky things happened, but I definitely see the silver lining in them. Uh, last night, Last night was a little wild, uh, one of my friends and I were hanging out, and we, we both, you know, we both are always talking about how we could use some extra money, and this and that, and, uh, this opportunity just happened to come up where we could, uh, pick up my friend, bring him home, and then drop off his girlfriend, or something along those lines, and, he was going to give us like $60 or something for uh, gas money. So we said, ah, why not? And uh, we went out there and uh, mind you, it was pouring rain yesterday. It was it was like coming down. Uh, <coughs> so we went and picked him up and uh, I th- we had to pick up his girlfriend from a driver's training class and then bring them back to his house and then we were supposed to bring his girlfriend back to her house at like 11 or something uh and everything was going smoothly we kind of kept getting lost though uh and then something happened where we took a corner and since it was raining it was dark uh the roads were kind of covered in water we couldn't really see that well and we ended up running over like a huge freaking rock dude it was 
And we hit that thing, and I, I was like, holy shit, did we just, like, hit somebody? Did we just, like, crash into a stop sign? Like, what just happened? And, uh, we started going down the road, and the ride started getting kind of bumpy. And, uh, we ended up being able to get our friend back to his house and uh we got out in the pouring rain and checked out the tire and the rim was absolutely like dented to shit it was it was like beyond repair and uh you know we were stressing out at first but i i have this belief instilled that no matter what's going on somehow it's in some strange way, everything will work out exactly as it's supposed to. Uh, so, you know, it. I, I saw it in my friend that he was a lot more stressed out and frustrated and um, all that. But I, I was keeping my calm and I, I realized that, you know, this is fucked up, but somehow we're gonna make it through and we're gonna get back home and everything's gonna be just dandy and so we just so happen to have I mean I guess it's not that crazy to have a spare tire and all the tools you need but we had all the tools we need and again like I said it was pouring down raining like hard and as soon as I opened the door to uh, get out and help him change this tire, the rain just came to a dead stop. And, uh, everything just worked out perfectly. We got the spare tire on, and we ended up being able to get home. And, uh, you know, to me, that's just, I don't know, that's just evidence that, you know, the, the things in our life are built on faith. You know, what do we have faith in? that's that's what our fortune will be and you know I, I'm realizing that this happens a lot you know there's a lot of times where things just look bad they they the way things appear is not how I'd like them to be but I know I know that you know reality is much 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 more than what appears to the eye uh, I know that you know, our states of consciousness, our states of mind are what we are seeing. And so I, at the end of the night, I was like, wow, I, I really wonder what, how that would have went if I, you know, let, let those appearances dictate my, my feelings and my thought processes and my beliefs, um, you know, I feel like it would have went a lot differently. The rain probably wouldn't have stopped. Maybe he wouldn't have had those tools in there. Um, but, you know, just the fact that I... In, in my case, I know that things worked out because I knew that they would. Um, but if I didn't know that they would, I just wonder how it would have went. Um, so, yeah, that was a very interesting experience and I you know I've had that happen like I said in the last episode with my wheel bearings like you know it's it looked bad it sounded bad you know everything that my senses told me was in opposition of 
what I wanted to happen, but I, I knew that I would be okay, and I was, and I got that all fixed up, uh, I don't know if I made an episode since then, but man, I, I have the wheel bearings still, and that thing is, I don't know how I was driving on that, I don't know how my wheel didn't fall off, or, you know, I mean, I guess I do know, because I had faith that it would be okay, uh, and so, you know, I'm seeing that, that all of these, these hardships and these struggles, you know, it, it's kind of just play, it's like a, a test, almost, like, we, we are in these positions, and, you know, what, what are we gonna believe more, what our senses tell us, what reason dictates, or what we, what we imagine, you know, I, in, in all these cases, I imagine the best outcome that I can, and so far, it hasn't failed me yet, you know, I, I, and this, this is really, it, it's really freeing, almost, it's almost as if I don't really have to even care what the world is giving to me, all I'm focusing on is what I'm giving to myself, really. Uh, you know, I don't have to wait for the world to tell me yes. I just tell myself yes and let the world be as it is. And in some strange way, the world almost reshapes itself to conform to my mental activity. Uh, and it's... It's beautiful, honestly. I, I, I feel as though I walk around now with this sense of just power, I guess. And not, not an evil power, not a forceful power, but just a gentle yet mighty power at the same time. Like, you know, I walk around knowing that I have everything I need within me to do anything that I want, and it's awesome, it really is awesome, uh, it, you know, it, it, it just adds this whole different level of peace, uh, because, you know, I, I see, I see things physically, you know, my senses tell me that this is happening, my reason tells me that this is happening, but more and more every day, I'm realizing that my senses and my reason are only a very small, limited aspect of my entire being. Um, you know, at this very moment, I am, and you are, anybody who has consciousness, anybody who can say I am, we are complete. You know, we are everywhere right now. We are everything we want to be right now. You know, we are doing everything we want to do right now. We are with the people we want to be with right now. Uh, and yet we believe what our senses and reason dictate more than what the inner activity tells us. You know, what our imagination tells us. You know, that... That being in imagination, you know, if you imagine yourself to be the richest man in the world or to be the most loved person in the world, you know, you're not separate from that person 
that is experiencing those things in imagination. You are that person that is doing everything and being everything and and is everywhere all at once. You are that. Yet we give in to the to what our senses and reason tell us, um, and that's that's what keeps us in these these cycles and these these awful events, you know. Um, and so every day I'm realizing more and more that it doesn't really matter what I see physically. It doesn't matter what my senses tell me or what my reasoning mind tells me is possible because I can just go within I can go within myself and experience anything I want and there's no conditions attached to that you know if I want to be a millionaire in imagination I don't have to work for all that money I can simply have it all and do whatever I want with it now I don't have to ask anyone for it. I don't have to get a job in my imagination. I don't have to do any of that stuff. I simply forget this physical world and entertain that reality in my mind of being, you know, the richest person or whatever your desire is. To me, I personally, I don't really desire to be the richest person in the world, um, but it is possible, you know, if you go within, you you have everything. And that that being in imagination, that is the real you. When you think of it, there's more of you inside of yourself than there is out. You know, there is actually, you know, there's not really any of you outside of yourself. You know, when you when you go within, you get to see who you truly are. And I'm starting to realize that this being in imagination, who is also me, you know, like I said, I'm not separate from this being. And, and I'm realizing that, well, if I can do anything, be anywhere, have anything, make anything happen instantly just by intending for it to happen, then who am I? And I'm realizing more and more and more every day that I am God. And so are you. And so is everyone else on earth. And I'm realizing that it is, it's true that uh, what is said in the Bible that God gave us himself or something along those lines. I'm realizing that that's true because we have imagination and that imagination is God himself or herself, whatever, however you want to identify. I don't think God has a gender. Um, you know, th this, our own self is God. And, you know, if you think about it, if we didn't have this imagination in us, we couldn't really do anything. We'd be dead. We would literally be completely 100% dead. We wouldn't be able to even move a finger because before you even move your finger, even if it's just for a split second, you have to intend on doing that. And you use your imagination, your consciousness, your mind. You use that to make that happen. Your finger doesn't just move on its own. And so I'm realizing that, yes, we are all God. And 
you know, it, it sounds crazy. It sounds way far out, but, you know, as I, the more that I align with this belief, the more sane I feel. You know, you'd think that someone who claims to be God is just insane, but, you know, I, I feel as though every day that I strengthen this belief, I become more and more sane, more and more calm, more and more understanding, more loving. You know, I, I, I don't see as much evil because I know that it's all good. It's all good. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. You know, the, the universe itself would not be complete if we only had good. It would not be complete if we only had good people. It wouldn't be complete if we only had happy days. It, you know, if it was all good and happy and dandy all the time, we'd be an incomplete creation. Like, this universe would be an incomplete creation. And it wouldn't be... I don't know. Like, I don't think we'd be able to appreciate things. I don't think we'd be able to, you know... I think we'd be lost if there was no no bad stuff or negative things or bad days or evil people. You know, if we didn't have those things, then we wouldn't know that everything is good and dandy and fine. And so, I don't know. I'm walking through my day more and more and more, understanding that everything is perfect already. And I simply have to raise myself in consciousness to a level where I can see that perfection. And, you know, as you as you raise yourself up to those levels, you, you do start seeing it. You start understanding that there's nothing you even need to change because everything is already perfect. And, uh, I don't know, it's just beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, a couple things I want to talk about, uh, you know, I've, I've been walking around the past few days, and I've realized that, you know, I truly only see myself in this world, you know, my perceptions are created by me, my emotions are created by me, my entire experience is created by me. And so everything I see is me. It's a product of of me, of who I conceive myself to be. And so I've realized that all of the love that I perceive in this world is my own love. All of the hate I see in this world is my own hate. All of the acceptance I have in my life is my own acceptance. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's say... Let's say you meet somebody and they, when you're around them, you just feel loved, you feel happy, you feel excited and optimistic. You know, I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, that the person in front of me that I think is making me feel that way, it's, they're truly just a symbol of of something in myself. They're, they're simply a messenger of my state of mind. 
So when when I feel love from that person, you know, where is the love really coming from? You know, I can't feel somebody else's love. I can only feel the love inside of me. And it just so happens that when I'm around that person, I allow the love in me to be expressed and I feel it and I see it and I perceive it. And a lot of times we fool ourselves into thinking that that person makes me feel good. That thing makes me feel good. That this place makes me feel good. But really, those feelings are your feelings. They're not created by anybody else. They can't be. You know, you push the button on, on the command to feel those things. And so I'm understanding now that, you know, things appear as though they are outside of me and separate from myself, but I'm understanding now that, you know, this is all within me, all within me. And so the, the people in my life that I feel love around, you know, they are, I am simply animating those people with my own emotions my own feelings towards myself and i'm understanding now that i don't need another i don't need other people i don't need things to feel any of those emotions you know if i could change my feelings towards myself i could feel that way all the time without the aid of another person or a thing or a place I could simply use my imagination and conjure those feelings within myself. And what I've noticed after doing this is that those, as you continue to feel those feelings, those those people and those things, they they appear in your life a lot more. And I'm understanding now that the whole world that I find myself in is myself made visible. And so as I entertain those feelings, as I entertain those states of mind more and more, those things which symbolize, you know, say say I feel that love more often, that person that I feel that love around is going to come around more and more in my life. But they're not another person, really. They're just an aspect of myself that I've made more apparent. That I've strengthened and paid more attention to. <clears throat> and so I'm, I, I truly am understanding that, you know, we don't, we don't lack anything. We don't, there is no lack in any of our lives. It's all, we have that love all the time. We have that wealth we have that happiness we have it all all the time we just simply don't believe it and we don't see it but as you accept that you do have it and you have it all the time those things which reflect that feeling and reflect those beliefs you hold of yourself They'll make themselves more apparent in your life. And you don't have to do anything externally to make it so. You simply change 
your state of mind and stop entertaining, you know, the thoughts that conflict with your desires. And it's amazing. It really is amazing. Uh, you know, I, I truly am understanding that, yes, this whole universe is me and you and all of us. And we're all one. We're all God. <clears throat> and it's it's amazing. It really is amazing. Um, and I, I can't, I shit you not, like this stuff doesn't fail you. It works every time. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing too. Uh, through understanding this stuff, I really do understand that the world is my mirror. It's a mirror of me. And, you know, if you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, you it would make no sense to to try to change the mirror because it's going to reflect the same object every time. You have to change the object in which the mirror is reflecting. And so, you know, a lot of times we try to reach out to something else or or do something physically to make a change in our world. But, you know, the world is your mirror. It's stupid to try to fight against what's happening. You know, it, it it's stupid to keep trying to do things external. You know, it's, it's stupid to try to change something outside of yourself to change how you feel within. And so, you know... Just let the mirror be the mirror. Let it be what it is and change the object that is reflecting in the mirror, which is yourself. Change yourself and the things reflecting in the mirror have to change. They have to. You know, as you as you change within, it, it has to, that change has to be reflected externally. And so, you know, you can't, you can't go to someone else to make a change in you. You can't take a drug out, you know, you can't take something outside of yourself and try to change within yourself. You can't do that. It's impossible. It's stupid. And, you know, just knowing this has helped me to... You know, I, I smoke weed and drink and stuff like here and there, but I've realized that a lot of times I reach for those things because I'm not satisfied with how I feel within. And I catch myself reaching for something outside to, to change my inner speech, my inner dialogues, and my inner mental activity. But... You know, unless I make that change, it's it's not changed. And that's a powerful thing. You know, it's scary at first. It's a scary thing to have to accept that you are the creator of your life. Everything in your life is a reflection of what you do in your mind all day, every day. It's scary at first to accept that. But when you keep accepting it and keep understanding how true it is and 
applying that in your life, it becomes fun. It becomes very fun and happy and exciting. You know, it it becomes exciting because, you know, once you get past all of the confusion in yourself and all of the, the inner wars that you've been battling, you know, once you get past that, it's it's marvelous because you realize that in your in your mind everything is you can you can choose for anything to exist in your mind and if you persist in it if you make it make it solid in your mind as in you can leave that that thought and come back and it's still the same you know it's empowering because you know that it's going to reflect in your world. And so, I don't know. I'm just realizing that I don't have to change the world. I don't have to run around trying to do things. Everything I need to create the life I want, I take with me everywhere I go. And it's myself. So, I don't know. It's, It's just a beautiful thing. And something that I've kind of been realizing lately too I made like a TikTok video about this uh but I I was thinking about blame the other day and like pointing the finger at things and I realized how stupid that is how how silly it is you know from this from this point of view that I create my life I've realized that blame really is useless it's it's more self-deception or trying to trick yourself than really doing anything to anybody else. You know, I, I've realized that blame is simply sh- shame in what you yourself have created. It's trying to pass off ownership of, of your creation. But you can't. You can't do that because there is no other in, in your life. There's only you. In my life, there's only me. I only see me. Like I said earlier, anything I see in another is really my own my own mental activity made visible. And uh so you know, to me it's just pointless to to blame other things for how my life is or how things go or how I feel. You know, I can't I can't blame another because I create my feelings. I create my emotions. I create my states of mind. I create everything in my life. And if I don't like it, well, then I better change it. I can't sit there and waste time trying to blame something else. Like, here's an example. Um, you know, if you if you had weight problems, if you were overweight, you know, a lot of times I see it over and over and over and over. People will blame the food that they eat. They will blame the drinks that they drink. They will blame the gym for not having enough space. Or they'll blame (coughs) their metabolism or, you know, whatever. But the thing is, you can't. You can't blame those things. That Those things in themselves are completely dead and lifeless until you come along and give them power. And so a person that is overweight, 
that is blaming their food for their weight. You know, they they simply in their mind, they have this this fixed idea that they're overweight and that food makes them overweight. But you see, you're using your mind to create those circumstances. And you're deciding to be overweight. And you're deciding for food to have power over you like that. And you're deciding for the drinks you drink to have power over you like that. You're Every time you entertain mental activity that shows you you being overweight and you feel as though it's reality, you're choosing to be overweight. And so at the end of the day, you can try to point the finger all you want, but it's not going to change anything because you haven't changed. You haven't taken responsibility for what you've created with your life. <coughs> and so to me, <coughs> blame is just, it's useless, it's pointless, it's stupid. You know, it, it's, you can't, you can't blame anything for the way your life is or how you feel. You know, we're, we're not victims of circumstances. We are creators of circumstances. And when you realize this, it, it just, it's more power to you. It's more power. And, you know, it's hard to accept, you know, because you don't want to believe that you would treat yourself that way. But you do. You know, your whole life is a reflection of how you have treated the I am within you. How you've treated God. You know, God gives you what you give to God. It's a, it's a, like, perfect reciprocation of, of, of giving, I guess. You know, giving is receiving. You know, as, as you... In your imagination, like I've said, that being in imagination, that's God. And so whatever you bring to that being, you've given to God. And God sees that as, well, I this is what you want because this is what you've made a request of me for. And as you notice in your imagination, it's done immediately. As soon as you intend on it, that's it's done. You know, you see it in the mind and you you get to feel how you'd feel if it was true before it's even made physically visible. And so, you know, you got to watch all day every day. What am I giving to what am I giving to God? What is what am I bringing to God? And you know, God is not some separate entity from yourself. It's not some guy up in the sky. It's that being in imagination. That's God. And what you what you give to him is what he, or her or it whatever you want to call it what you give to that god is what that god gives to you giving and receiving are one and i don't know it, it it's amazing dude it's amazing uh i've been having a lot of very interesting experiences lately uh with my meditations and with dreams uh it's I, I'm just becoming more and more aware of you know what's what I'm doing 
all day, every day in my in my mind and in my imagination. And so lately, as I've been meditating, uh, I'll kind of explain the process. It's like I go down to meditate and I'll probably meditate for I usually do for 30 minutes to an hour. But it seems that after about 10 or 15 minutes of just getting relaxed and mentally and physically it's almost as if I forget about where I'm at physically like I completely forget about this body I forget about these surroundings I forget about everything that is physically present and I am made more aware of where I'm at in my mind where I'm at in imagination and it becomes solidly real just as though I'm there like I'm here right now uh the other day I had a pretty interesting experience where I got to that that point and it felt as though I was opening my eyes and I looked down at my hands and I was kind of like uh stretching my fingers out and like uh clenching my fist and stuff and I was doing that and then I looked over and like I felt like I was in my van but there was stuff in there that isn't really like in there but to me it felt like completely normal and natural as though it is truly there right now um I, you know I didn't question it it was just there um, like, I think there was, like, a garbage bag on my ceiling or something, and, you know, it was kind of just all over the place and a little hazy, but then I, I kind of just had a thought about, like, being outside of the van, and I was, and it was just as real as this, like, it was, like, I was just standing outside of my van, and then, you know, I kind of snapped out of it, and, I I went back it to my body and my body was numb. It was and I could bear I couldn't really move it. And to me what what it was really, you know, it was proving to me that this awareness, this imagination or consciousness, whatever you want to call it, that is the life in me. And wherever that is is where life is. And so, at that moment, I was not, my awareness was away from my physical body. And so, at that moment, my my physical body was literally dead. Like, it couldn't do anything because I was not there. I was in that body in imagination that was uh, outside of the van. And that was what was alive. That body became alive because I was in it. My awareness was there. And when I came back, it was as if I gave life back to this body. And I I was able to move again. But at first I wasn't. At first I was completely stuck. I was. It was like I was in a dead body. But as soon as I... I, as in the awareness, the consciousness, the imagination, was 
fully present in that body, I was able to move again. And so, it's true. It's true what the Bible says, that God is a life-giving spirit. And I am God. You are God. We're all God. We can all do this if we... You know, we do it every night when we go to sleep. We completely forget about this physical body and it can do nothing. It just lays there. It might roll around and all that, but that's, I believe that's when there's a little bit of your awareness coming back to the body. Um, but otherwise, you're just completely still and flat on the bed and literally dead. If somebody came up to you and couldn't see you breathing, they'd just think you're dead. But you are in a dream when you sleep. You go to this other world and there's this body there that you are in, that you are animating and making alive. And that whole world in there becomes alive. It becomes present because you are there. And <coughs> I don't know. It's very powerful. Very powerful stuff. Uh, I've really been practicing the, those meditations uh, because I know that I know that through that, if I make it alive in me first, I'll see it externally because there's been a change inside of me. You know, those experiences they change who you are because it's an experience. You know, your your view of life. Who you are is kind of built by what you experience. And so if you can go in imagination and experience something lovely and beautiful and make it just as real as this, you're going to come out and be different, you know, because you had that experience. And so, you know, if you want to know what love is, go within your imagination and just assume that you're loved right now, that, you know, you have the the dream partner or whatever just assume that you are now in a world that that is true that that exists and you are experiencing it and if you can kind of allow it to happen you know don't try to make it happen just set the intention and uh you know, let your imagination do the work and eventually you'll you'll be in that experience and it will be so real to you that when you open your eyes, you'll be shocked that you weren't physically there. And, and the thing is, at that moment, you made it alive. It's real. And it will come to pass in your physical experience. And, um, it's just as uh, a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, I, I'm realizing I don't have to worry about making anything happen. I simply have to allow it. I have to just allow myself to be where I want to be and see what I want to see and do what I want to do. And it will happen. You know, don't try to change the world. Like I said earlier, just simply change in yourself. Make those changes and see the truth of all of this. And it'll change your life. It really will. Uh, you know, I, 
I had an experience the other day where I was I, I was just going on a little walk around this neighborhood and for a second I was like I, I had that feeling that like I forgot something like you know my phone or my keys or something like that and uh I caught myself doing that and you know I realized that I was allowing something outside of myself to dictate how I feel at this moment and uh I realized I don't have to do that you know I'm doing that to myself and I simply I simply started noticing what I liked about the place I was at where I was walking at and how how beautiful it was and in that moment I I felt I really felt my spirit, I guess, or my my being within my body. I really felt that, and it was almost as if it was, like, the depths of my own being were telling me that I'm not missing anything. I have it all right now. And I realize how true that is, you know? Anywhere I go, I can create... I can create beauty wherever I go. I can create a sense of security wherever I go. I can create uh, any of these, even fear. I can create fear wherever I go. I can create uh, hate everywhere I go. I can create all those things wherever I am. Wherever I am, that's where anything can be, really. Um, And it was just a very empowering experience that, you know, honestly, I kind of... I shed a few tears because I was just so grateful that I have myself, you know, my, and I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, like without myself, none of this would be possible. These experiences I have would not exist without myself. And so myself is what, is what gives me everything in my life. I can't thank anybody else. I can't, you know, I do thank other people. You know, if you gave me five bucks, I'm going to thank you. But I know that you are simply the messenger. You know, if someone gave me five dollars, I know that they are a messenger to me in my belief that I have five dollars. And it's just a beautiful thing when when you realize that and you, you understand that... You know, you're completely dependent, or, yeah, independent from this entire world. This world does not make you. You make the world that you live in. And it's beautiful. Hey, sorry about that, guys. I kind of, uh, like this, to you, it doesn't seem like there was any time interval, but, uh, I actually ended up cutting off the podcast, uh, at the last part that I was just talking about, um, and I'm picking it up the next day, uh, but anyway, uh, I had to cut this off because one of my friends had, uh, pulled up and, uh, we ended up hanging out at the park, which was definitely unexpected, yet I saw it coming at the same time, uh, it was very weird because uh yesterday i had this intention of going to the 
uh, Hoffmaster State Park and just spending the day by myself and uh, just meditating and walking around and enjoying the the beautiful day we were having. And it's so weird because this friend of mine who I enjoyed being around, like, she had the same intention of going to Hoffmaster and just being by herself and meditating, doing yoga and all that good stuff. And, like, we, we both knew we were going to be there, but I, I didn't intend on, you know, hanging out or anything. I just, I knew she was coming and I knew that I was there. Um, and, but we ended up hanging out, uh, the rest of the day. Uh, and man, it, I shit you not guys. Like, you know, that right there to me is just another example of your external world being a reflection of your inner activity. Um, I don't know. It was weird to me, but uh man we had this very interesting experience together uh where we so she came up and told me that she saw like a hawk flying around in the air before she got there and then she said that she wanted to get a tattoo of like hawk wings on her back and uh so you know there was kind of a theme of like hawks and that was in my mind uh and so we we you know went out onto the beach and all that we were picking up garbage and feathers and all kinds of stuff like off the beach because i don't know we're hippies like that um but anyway we we it was so weird because we were finding these feathers and everything and she started talking about feathers or birds or something and I looked up in the air there was a seagull and I just happened to look down and I was looking right at a feather and this one looked different than all of the other feathers we found you know we found quite a few seagull feathers obviously and uh random feathers but this one was like a large black and brown uh feather and we decided to pick it up and she said oh my gosh I think that's a hawk feather and you know I I was like yeah that looks just about like a hawk feather which you know immediately we you know she's into this whole manifesting thing as well so like we kind of like we knew what was up we were like oh dude we just manifested this hawk feather but at the same time we weren't completely sure if this was a hawk feather or just some other thing but we were pretty confident that it was and then we continue walking down the beach picking up garbage whatever and uh there's this lady walking towards us and you know i I had this, like, feeling that this lady was, like, mysterious in a way, and, uh, we walked past her, and my friend said, I feel like I know her, I feel like we just had some, like, some, like, we just connected in some way, and 
I was like, yeah, that's strange. I feel like she's very mysterious and, like, wise, I guess. She just seemed like a very wise uh, lady. And we kept walking down the beach, and we stopped to, like, write something in the sand or something. And uh, all of a sudden, this the same lady comes up to us, and she says, that's a hawk feather. That's a good omen. You're protected, and there's a message waiting for you. And our minds were just blown, honestly. It, it, like, my mind was just blown from that because, like, it all started with just this, this little thought seed of, of hawks. Uh, and, I mean, earlier on in the week, too, I was thinking about Tony Hawk, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh you know, I, I, for me, I feel like that's where this, like, chain of events started, is just the hawk in Tony Hawk, I guess, I don't know, um, so yeah, that was a very interesting experience, and I definitely, it's, it was one of those things that just made me realize that, you know, there's no such thing as random, it's all, it's all calculated out, it's all, uh, happening for for a reason and that reason is simply your mental activity um so yeah I don't know that was a very interesting experience I've never really had something like that happen before um and you know I I'm not the type of person to put too much like emphasis on that I simply see it as you know that's just my my mental act at the time I was focused on hawks and as you focus on things you receive more of those things and uh so to me I didn't I didn't put in too much like emphasis on like oh what's this message or what's this good omen mean I mean I still have the feather just I you know anytime I manifest something uh if there's like a <coughs> like a I have this bracelet that I manifested. I wear it all the time so that I can remember the power of my mind and my intentions. And uh, that feather is definitely staying with me as well. Um, but anyway, something that we were talking about later on as well. And these, this thing just started like flowing out of me. Like I never really saw... I never really saw things this way. Um, I feel like I may have mentioned this earlier in this podcast. I'm not too sure, but I'm going to bring it up again. If And if it's not being brought up again, I'm going to bring it up. Um, so there's this, this part in the Bible. I don't know which part it's from. I, like Most of the stuff I know from the Bible is what I've heard from Neville Goddard. Uh, I haven't really read the Bible too much, uh, which I, I probably will because I'm starting to understand what the symbolism and uh, imagery means in the Bible. Uh, and I can, I can kind of see like the meaning behind the words. Um, but we were having this conversation and one thing led to another. And I gave this like example uh, or here, I'll, I'll say the, the part of the Bible first. Uh, 
it's something along the lines of like I I think it was Paul speaking I'm not too sure don't quote me on that I I think it was Paul though um and he said that he does not see people as humans anymore but trees walking and uh I feel like I kind of had that like revelation that uh that part of the bible is speaking about um and so I gave this example of like this war right now this war that's going on all started in the mind of one person and so that that one person had a thought at one point a thought that awakened some type of feeling in that individual um and that thought was that of this huge war and, and you know whatever end result this person wants with this war that's going on now uh, this started in the mind of that person as kind of like a little seed and as this person paid attention to the thoughts and feelings that this seed provided to this person that seed started to sprout in that person it started to grow and grow and grow and you know this this thought this this way of thinking eventually fully sprouted in this person and it's like a big tree now and as that tree grows and grows and grows it starts to bear fruit and you know naturally like a like a tree does it will drop its fruits and and it, as it does that it drops seeds people this person that that had the original thought of this war raised themselves to a point where this thought was a massive tree that was bearing fruit as in this person's actions and and expressions in life were a product of that original seed and at this point this person is acting on those beliefs now and and doing things from from that state of mind and what happens is that every time they act on that and do something it it's almost as if one of those those fruits on that tree drops and and somebody comes along and eats it and the seed is planted in that person now and that seed will eventually grow in that person. And what happens is this keeps happening. With each person, there's a new tree of the same species, pretty much, in the mind of that person. And they start acting on those, that, those beliefs and those thoughts and feelings. And other people start eating off of their tree. And the seed is planted in them. And now we have this war that has the whole world involved right now and it all started with a little thought seed in one person's mind and you know i i understand that part of scripture now that uh you know i don't see people as as humans anymore i see them as walking trees and you know whatever they are expressing to me is simply the fruits of their 
their tree, the tree within them, their beliefs, their thoughts, their mental activity, everything that they convey to me is the fruits of their tree. And I've realized that I don't have to eat off of that tree. I can simply plant my own seeds and and make my own garden and grow lovely trees and you know as I cultivate those things in myself I can drop those seeds in the minds of others I can drop those you know I can give those fruits of my labor to others and they can nourish themselves with them and so you know it's very it's very important to be aware of what what you're imagining all day, what you're thinking and what you're feeling uh, because, you know, you may not think that your thoughts are very important, but in the end, they dictate everything that you do. They, they are a product of, of you. You know, you are the tree and all of these things coming off of them off of you like everything that you give to the world is like the fruit of your tree and uh yeah it's it's more important to pay attention to those things within yourself than anything outside of yourself um and the thing is as you produce these things in yourself you can just feed off of your own tree you can you can get high on your own supply i guess um, and eventually, you know, people will come along and, and eat off of your tree. You know, naturally, like, somebody or something is going to come along one day and look at you and see you for what you are, and they're going to want to continue to feast on on your, uh, your fruits uh, or what you are. You know, they're going to want you for what you are because you nourish them in some type of way. And, uh, yeah, it's just as this, it's, it's a beautiful thing, uh, seeing it that way. And it's, you know, you can't deny that pattern once you see it. Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. This, this whole manifesting thing at oh it's gone a lot further than I really thought it would at first um you know I, I when I first got into all this stuff I didn't know how powerful it actually was I didn't know how how much it would transform me as a person and it's a beautiful thing and uh yeah, it, it it's so cool. It's so cool. Like, I, I notice these manifestations more and more and more often. And the one thing I, I really have been entertaining lately is, you know, all, all ends run true to origins, you know? So, <clears throat> like, if the... Let's say with humans, for an example. Uh, when two people come together and do the do and create a child well in the beginning the origin was human you know that that act of creation came from 
a human. And so the end result will also be human. You know, you can't have two humans have sex and then come out with a pig or a horse or something. No, all ends run true to origins. And I'm seeing that, you know, with my my manifestations, I, I see that the origin is a dream pretty much it's it's just a mental image or a mental scene that i see and believe in and then when it comes to fruition and i see it externally you know if all ends run true to origins then this this thing that i see physically must be a dream because it originated as a dream or a daydream or a uh a meditative state whatever you want to call it it originated in the mind yet i see it externally but if it's the same thing and all ends run true to origins then in the origin is mental then the the end is mental as well and as I realize this, I understand that we, there is no such thing as a physical universe. It's all mental. It is, we are in a mind. The whole universe is one giant mind and everything in it is a thought form. Uh, and you know, that's a little, a little far out to accept at first but when you start seeing it you can't really deny it and you know the thing is all of these truths that I've been finding I haven't asked anybody else what the truth is I've just looked within and I've found my answers and uh you know you can't really ask anybody else and you can't really prove or disprove any of these claims that I'm making unless you find proof for yourself through application of this knowledge and experimentation and, and, and practice. And I promise you, as you begin to take it more, not seriously, but more, see it as more legitimate than, than what you have formally formally seen it as as you take it as something more legitimate you find that it is legitimate it is truth and it you begin to free yourself of a lot of limitations and you know a lot a lot of times I I go through my day and you know sometimes I'll start worrying about something and I I just think about how silly it is how stupid it is to worry I mean, yeah, it's it's normal. It's a normal thing. People worry. But the thing is, it's stupid to, once you catch yourself worrying, it is stupid, absolutely stupid to stay in that worry. The thing is, you know that there is a problem when you're worrying. And you know how to fix it as well because it's an internal problem. It's not anything that you need external 
external things to to fix. It's an internal problem, which requires an internal solution. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed myself doing this the other day. Uh, I, I can't remember if I talked about this in this podcast already, but uh, I'll go over it again. Uh, so I was at work the other day, and I had this awful like sinus pressure this awful uh you know i i couldn't even breathe out of my nose and my face hurt a lot and my sinuses were all swollen up and i caught myself worrying about you know when am i not gonna be sick when is this gonna go away when am i gonna feel better how am i gonna feel better i i caught myself worrying about that and i I caught myself and I realized that, you know, asking these questions and entertaining these thoughts is what is going to keep me in this state of being for even longer. Uh, And as soon as I did that, I started to picture my end result. Uh, I kind of just, I, I gave less credibility to what my senses and reason would dictate and I started to identify with the being that is within in imagination that is already healed already not sick already feeling better you know I I imagined myself just being able to take a big deep breath out of my nose I imagined just being able to breathe clearly pretty much and every time I would like think about that subject I'd bring my mind back to that point and center myself in that point and uh it was amazing because every all these little things just started to happen that uh that probably wouldn't have if I didn't entertain that new state of mind uh like I ended up going in my friend's car and he opened up this uh this drawer or uh I think his glove box or something and uh and a bottle of Tylenol just fell on the floor right in front of me and uh he was like, "Oh shit, dude, you could probably take some of that cuz he knew I I I was feeling the uh the sinus pressure or whatever and so I took some and then uh <laughs> And then uh, there was another point where this is kind of nasty, but like I blew my nose and like everything just came out. Everything just came out and like I took that deep breath that I imagined myself taking and the rest of the day my, my nose was so I could breathe. I didn't feel that sinus pressure, that headache and uh you know, it It really is just a beautiful thing, and it's so simple. It is so simple. It's a simple shift of your attention. You know, if you don't like what's happening outside, then you don't have to deal with it. You can, you're not limited to this, your senses. You're not limited to your reason. You're not limited to physical reality. 
You can go anywhere. You can do anything. You can be anything. You can have anything you want right now in your imagination. And you can start to kind of put less emphasis on your senses and your uh, reason and, you know, what what the world tells you. You can put a lot less import, importance and emphasis on that and, you know, kind of just shove it to the side and go within and kind of put more of your awareness into what you'd like to experience in imagination. You can identify more with that than these physical senses. And in some way, you know, in some way, I can't tell you how it happens. I can't tell you when it happens, why it happens, where it happens. It just happens. It just unfolds. And eventually, you will find yourself physically where you have already been in imagination. So you can kind of see this this imagination as like the future you, the 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 future physical version of yourself. And you know, it's there's no conditions in the mind. There's no requirements you have to meet, you know, if I want to be healthy, uh in imagination, I don't have to visit a doctor first. I don't have to take a pill first. I don't have to do anything first. I can simply say I am healthy and see the world as I would see it if what I just claimed was a present fact. And you can you can start to bring that point of view into this body. Like literally incarnate that spiritual essence into this body into this physical world and it will somehow the whole world will shape itself to conform to that spiritual essence that you are manifesting into this this body and uh it's it's such a powerful you know it's such a simple thing it is so simple we do it all the time it's the only thing we do really uh, when you think about it, you know, we're always ahead of the evidence of our senses. We're always claiming, you know, say if I'm at work, uh, you know, I I talk about what I'm doing at home after I'm out of work. I, I say I'm going to the store. I am uh, mowing my lawn. I am taking care of the baby I am uh cashing in a check you know at that moment when I claim that if it if I claim something that is not true of of what my senses tell me and I can believe in that and it happens well then why do I believe my senses so much you know your senses really do just confirm where you have been in imagination and so you know, the, the thing I'm realizing is that I don't have to even th- worry about changing anything physically. It's all within. You know, I, all I must do is d- 
do the things I'd like to do in my imagination. And, you know, when, when things come up physically, deal with them. Do what I have to do in that moment. But, you know, the thing is, when you create a vision and you, you, you kind of dwell in that, in that vision, in that dream... You know, when you are there in imagination, everything else externally kind of just, it doesn't really phase you that much. It doesn't really, it, it doesn't really feel as bad as it looks because you understand that this is simply the unfolding of my desire. This is the path that I have to take from where I am physically to where I am in imagination. And it's uh it's so simple. It is so simple. And I I think just a lot of people get troubled with it and have hard times with it simply because they think it's some some crazy hard thing, but all it takes is to keep seeing what you want to see in in your mind. Keep going where you want to go, keep putting yourself where you would like to be in the mind. And in some strange, almost magical way, it just happens. It just happens like that. And, you know, some shitty stuff might happen. Like, let's say you want, you want like a, a bunch of money. You know, maybe you'll be you'll go to work one day and come home and your house is broken into. But you get to make an insurance claim and you get the money. That's why you got to be specific with what you want. You you have to be specific <coughs> because you know the whatever end that you accept, you know your end goal. Whatever end goal you accept you're going to receive. So if you just want like a shit ton of money and you don't specify, you know, how, not how, but like if you don't specify uh, like what kind of moral code you want that money to be aligned with, then, you know, you'll get your money, but it may be, it may be at the expense of, of someone else. It may be at your own expense in a way, it may, you know, there might be some unfortunate things that happen, but in the end, you will get what you asked for. And then, you know, that too, you know, that too makes me realize that, you know, there's, that I can't be mad at anybody because everybody is playing a part in my story. So that, you know, say if somebody did break into your house and uh, you ended up being able to take out like an insurance claim or whatever, uh, that person that broke into your house, you know, they were going to break into a house anyway, but for some reason they felt that they should break into yours. And that's because you had, you, they are what it was necessary for the fulfillment of your desire and you know they don't know that they're they're doing that for your benefit they just are doing it because they were going to do it anyway 
but you kind of we kind of call we call people into our lives to to play the parts that we give them even if we don't know the person you know you assigned that person that without even knowing it you know uh and so that person, you can't be mad at them because they were an essential part of your desire being fulfilled. You know, they, they don't know what they're doing. They're just doing what they think they should do, what they feel like they should do to to benefit their own story. And so, you know, we all play parts in each other's stories and you know through this I've realized that no one I meet is it is random everybody has their purpose in my life and I I am like the the script writer and everybody in my life are the actors that I have the depths of my being have chosen to play those parts which are in which are in like a accordance to my like the role I am playing and so it in that in that example the person who asks or uh imagines themselves to have like a lot of money you know they're playing the role of someone who has a lot of a lot of money and this this person that breaks into their house you know they're playing the part of the thief but that thief is what is necessary for uh the person who is manifesting the money to be the person that has the money you know what i'm saying i it, it's hard to put into words but um and this is, you know, one of the, I think, uh, one of the last cries that, in the Bible, that uh, Jesus said on the cross, uh, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, that's exactly what that means, you know. Every, you, there, you can forgive everybody in your life because they don't know what they're doing. They're simply fulfilling your desires in whatever way makes the most sense I guess or is the most natural you know they they don't know why they're doing it that thief he probably doesn't really know why he's he's breaking into your house he just knows that he's breaking into your into a house he doesn't know why you know maybe he knows why as in oh I'm getting some some goods out of this house but he doesn't really know why he wants to do that because he He's asleep. He's asleep. He doesn't have that, you know, what if you were if you were awake in this this dream of life, you wouldn't really have a desire to steal from anybody because you'd understand that it's just stealing from yourself, really, because we're all one. And so, you know, the, this thief is, is someone who is asleep and so they're they're kind of just sleepwalking and doing whatever without really consciously thinking about it uh and so you know they they kind of 
get this like impulse to do something and don't really know why, why they want to do it. They don't really think about it. They just do it. And so, you know, I realize that everybody in my life does the things that they do because they are under compulsion of my commands. And, you know, that's not that's not something evil or selfish or whatever. It's just that it is what it is, you know. When you have that awakened state of consciousness, you know, you you know what you're doing, you know what is going on, and, you know, you have an influence, you're able to, ah, I don't even know how to explain it, it's almost as if we subconsciously communicate, and the ones who are asleep, and not aware of their, their mind, really, you know, they're more suggestible, you know, I, I feel that all of our thoughts, you know, like I said, we're all in one one mind, and, you know, I feel that when you assume that, like, oh, I have, I have a bunch of money, uh, you know, that thought goes out subconsciously to every being that exists, and, uh, you know, eventually, that suggestion will, will soak into someone's mind and they will act upon that suggestion whether they know it or not and uh you know we we all work together as one like that i i can't that was probably a really shitty explanation of all that uh but yeah basically you know i say this and it's not in a condescending way it's not in a narcissistic ego way or anything this is just simply what i've noticed the world is your slave the the entire universe is your slave because we are all god the creator of this this is our creation it does what we say because we are god and who can disobey God? No one. And, uh, so yeah, basically, you know, the, the whole world is, is your slave. Just think about it. Uh, you know, any building that's ever been built, you know, that building first existed in someone's mind and somehow there were thousands of people that worked to make that building happen. And they, they all did it for what they thought was their own purpose to get their money or to, to get a new position in their, their line of work or whatever it is. You know, they all had their own reasons for doing it. But at the end of the day, they were all fulfilling the desire of the person who first imagined the building. And so... In, in a sense, all of those people were a slave. They had to make that one person's desire real because he believed in it. And he believed that it would be accomplished. And so it was. So, and, and you know, the thing is, it's not... You don't got to go around thinking that you're a slave master or a, uh, 
this and that. It's just simply how it works. That consciousness, consciousness is God and matter is the servant of consciousness. It does whatever consciousness says. And you can just prove it by moving your hand. That matter is obeying your conscious decision. That's it. You know, it's not... It's not this hateful thing when I say the world is my slave. It's not that. It's just simply that everything in the world will work to fulfill my desires. Whatever I desire, the world will bow to my knees to make it happen. And, you know, don't... I don't care what anybody thinks about that because I know it's not coming from a place of hate. I know it's not an evil thing. It's actually a beautiful thing. It shows that we're all one. It shows that there is no one to control but myself. There is no one that I should feel that I'm better than or worse than. You know, it simply says that, you know, that statement right there says that I can have a dream and all of the means necessary for the fulfillment of that desire will be met. And, and it will all be voluntary, consensual, you know? It's not like if I have a dream to have like a multi-billion dollar company, I'm not going to have people working there that don't want to work there. No, people will just automatically decide on their own to work there. It's their decision 100%. Yet, those decisions are all working towards the fulfillment of my desire. And it's like a mutual benefit to all of those people. But at the end of the day, my desire is being fulfilled and the world is, is conforming and reshaping itself to my dream. And it's a powerful thing when you realize that. And it honestly... You know, it makes you feel like you don't need to control other people. You don't need to try to change other people. You don't need to try to change the world. All you do is cultivate the dream in yourself and the rest of the world will do it for you. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, it makes me feel that there's so much to be grateful for that you know, all of this in my life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Even even all of the, you know, if I believe I'm stupid, you know, I will find people in my life calling me stupid. And, you know, they would have done that anyway. But if I didn't believe that, I would never meet them. And, and so all of these people in my life are simply playing the parts to fulfill my inner speech. It's just myself made visible. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that's not too confusing or, you know, I, I hope you don't think that any of that that I just said is in any way evil or, or bad. You know, it's just what I've noticed is the way the way things work is that the things and the people and 
the places and all that, everything physical obeys spirit. Spirit rules over all because spirit is God. And, and who can say no to God? What can say no to God? What can go against God other than God? Uh, but anyway, I think I'm going to get this episode cut off. This one's a little longer, I think. Uh, probably about like an hour and a half. Um, but I'm really glad I got to make this episode. I feel that this this understanding of this this law of assumption and this this you know basically of just god really this understanding of god and how god does things is uh really expanding within me lately and yeah i really hope that you guys are are gaining some knowledge as well and uh you know, expanding and actually applying these things because, oh boy, if you apply, if you apply this stuff, you know, you'll find, you'll find evidence of it. And, uh, once you start seeing it, you see it more and more and more and more. And it's so powerful. It is so powerful, guys. It's, you begin to feel unstoppable. And that anything is possible. And it's a beautiful thing. But uh, anyway, I still got the uh, Reddit page up at r slash conscious creation club. I got Facebook, Dylan Didio, Instagram, Dylan Didio. Um, I've got my TikTok account now, which I believe I... Uh, talked about in the last episode but if you want to check that out it's a it's a at silly dilly 64 which is s-i-l-l-y-d-i-l-l-y 64 i just kind of post like uh videos about you know how to clear up that mental confusion and get rid of those mental obstacles uh it yeah it's it's nothing major, but I thought it was cool. So if you want to check that out, that's there. And uh, yeah, until next time, I hope you have a good time and peace.